And we are now under two minutes. In fact, one minute and 45 seconds until the gun will go off. So this will be the final qualifying attempt. Does Mario Dominguez make it in? And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio I'm Ryan Eversley. I'm Sean Heckman. And this is Dinner with Racers. Hey, uh, we got some extended podcasts, don't we? We sure do. We're doing our big road trip last year where we wanted to do a video about the Indy 500 bump day, which lately hasn't been as big of a deal, but you know what? It used to have severe consequences. And so we wanted to focus on that for our television show on uh, on YouTube.com forward slash Motor Trend Watch. That's right. Motor Trend has a YouTube page that we have a TV show on. Also, if you have Motor Trend Plus, their streaming app, you can watch the exact same show. But these are some less edited versions of the very interviews you'll see on our TV shows, more longer form, extended cuts for the real diehard fans. So the traditional IndyCar grid is 33 cars for the Indy 500, but if there's 34 entries, they have to go through a bump process. And we did a deep dive on a team that went through that and what happened to them afterwards. Exactly. So one of the key figures in uh, in that Pacific Coast Motorsports organization that tried to make the Indy 500, and you'll hear what happened uh, in that experience, was the general manager. The guy that basically ran the day-to-day of that team, a uh, an Englishman named Michael Harvey. Yeah, Michael Harvey's one of those faces that if you work in sports car racing and IndyCar racing, you've seen him around forever. He's a very known entity, and uh, he's all business. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. So being the general manager of Pacific Coast Motorsports meant he had a lot at stake for himself to try and make the Indy 500. If you have heard our Tyler Tadovic episode, then you kind of already know the story. Uh, and this is Michael's end of it. And this is sort of from the perspective of somebody who did not have an ownership stake, but being so involved in the day-to-day may as well have. Not only was he involved from the business side of it, but you could tell there was a lot of heart and soul placed on it because there was so much emotion coming out of them when we were having these conversations that you could tell it really did affect them in a major way. Is it in an English way. Too. In a major English way. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he saw as much emotion from an Englishman as you could. He shook my hand. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> so I believe we had dinner courtesy of Joanna Harvey. We did. I remember eating something with pasta and mushrooms. Like risotto. Yes. yes. And it was fantastic. And, of course, Joanna. And Joanna's awesome. And there's another podcast with her. But Joanna brought us a chicken sandwich, of course. Right, yeah. But uh, the, it was at the Harvey's home mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. At the time of recording and in our television series, you'll see that we've mentioned that they've relocated 10 times, and this was number 10. That home is no longer there. Oh, really? Yeah, they're now, they've relocated, like, literally since the show that went out a couple weeks ago. They're now at place number 11, by the oh, way. So, poor yeah. Joanna Harvey. So, uh, pour one out for the home we just ate in that yeah. you're hearing because it's no longer there. Yeah. They're now relocated to home number 11. Wow. Well, once again, we couldn't do any of this without the tremendous support of Continental Tire. And uh, then cross contact. If you uh, if you like this podcast and you haven't seen the video series, go check out uh, Bumped. And what should you do, Ryan? You need to leave us a like and a comment. Comments. Comments go a very long Put way. Put the gun down. Why do you make me I, say this so I many will, times? I will hunt this audience member down that does not leave a true and authentic comment from a real person that acknowledges what they saw and doesn't just put up a fire emoji or whatever it is that just does. Go ahead and leave us a like and comment on those uh, videos we keep putting up there for your entertainment because it helps the engagement side of things, which keeps us sponsored. So please keep us on the road. Michael Harvey. Meow. All right, we're going to 
start in five, four, three, two. All right, so um, Pacific Coast Motorsports and Michael Harvey, um, how did how did you even show up uh, with this team? Um, that's a good question. Um, so I guess I got to know Tyler when we were when I was at Roosport and we were running Atlantic and he was running Atlantic right. and um, and we beat the snot out of him all the time so you first met uh, Pacific Coast because you were already in the what was then the Toyota Atlantic series yeah with a different team a rival team Roosport yeah yeah alright sorry now go on yeah and then um, so I mean you know over a couple of seasons we you know we chit chatted and you know and so this was you know we were doing Atlantic in 2004 I think 3, 4 something like that and uh, so I didn't actually join Tyler until 2007. So, you know, it was a couple of years that, you know, we just kept in touch. And and then I guess, you know, Figgy wanted to do, Tom Figgy wanted to do um, Jamp Car. And so Tyler rang me up. Sounds like an interesting project. And, you know, I, meant, I went and met with Tyler and, and Tom and we talked about it. And, you know, it may have seemed like a little obscure at the time. But, um, yeah, I felt that it would be a step up in my career. You know, different role, the ability to manage a team and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's why I joined him. Had you been in IndyCars at that point? Um, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> uh, Roosport was in IndyCar. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, we went through that period. We did Atlantic. Um, and then, um, uh, quicker than we thought, um, Roosport went into IndyCar. Um, or Champ Car as it was then. Yeah. And so, you know, we'd done, I don't know, two, three seasons um, with, um, you know, various drivers, Ormondinger and Justin Wilson. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I was familiar with the category and, the, and you know, and all that. And, yeah. So, it seemed like a good step up, as I say. You know, it seemed like they, you know, they had the, the, the budget and, and, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say they had the personnel because they had a small small team. And they just come off of a season of AMS running the mm-hmm. Corvette, I think it was at that That's time. That's right, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, so it was, you know, it was it was up to me and Tyler to, to you know, to build the team. And, uh, you know, Tyler was fantastic about it. You know, it's it was sort of carte blanche, whatever you, you know, you want kind of thing. And so, um, um, so yeah, I had the ability to be able to, to, to put people in place where I wanted and, and, and all that kind of stuff. The Michael Harvey I know is... Bit strong, silent type, professional British, you know, that, that typical thing. Very similar to my dad, actually. Uh, Tyler Tadovic, not at all the same. Yep. Like, how, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how would you describe him when you first meet him? Um, well, I, you know, I mean, as I say, you know, we, I met him for the first time when we were competing against each other in Atlantic. And, um, yeah, you know, he was... Um, a trippy guy, you know, a trippy, tri- <laughs> trippy team, you know, That's they were, putting it. how so, yeah. um, you know, didn't conform to the, to the norms. Right. But I think that, you know, that's what makes Tyler perfect. Right. Because he doesn't, you know, right. I mean, and when you get to know Tyler, hey Tyler, I'm sorry about this, but when you get to know Tyler, I mean, there's a smart guy there. 
super smart guy there. <laughs> Once you get to know him. Yeah, let's go the other way then. <laughs> yeah, because he... he. No, I feel bad. <clears throat> so your first read, maybe not so much. <laughs> well, okay. yeah. So we took another direction with the show. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, and I, you know, Tyler will... <clears throat> Tyler will laugh because you know he's laughing with me because he you, you know he, he has to he yeah he has to but I mean you know he, he has that fun loving California dude type persona but don't don't mistake what's you know what's underneath there he knows exactly what he wants he knows exactly how to get it and um, um, you know just just a great guy to work for. Yeah. You know, Tyler's not frightened of taking risks. He's, he's everything you want a team owner to be, you know. I mean, he's, he's ambitious. He's not frightened to take risks. He'll go and, he, you know, you, you tell him you need something, he'll go and find a way to get it, um, you know. So it, it's, I, it was unfortunate, you know, the way that the whole Pacific Coast thing ended. Um, and I feel really bad for Tyler. And, and you know, I mean, he... You know, we remain good friends to this day. He he took care of me. I took care of him, and uh, um, I, I would work for him again in a heartbeat. Is it your experience in motorsports that people that are that laid back and fun loving and have that kind of California vibe are as professional and cutthroat when it comes to the performance side as Tyler? No, Tyler's unique. He's unique. You know, uh, I mean, he he's um, <clears throat> there's not many like him. Um, and that's a positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the logo? Um, <laughs> the surfboard. It was a surfboard. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Is that normal for a pro race team? Uh, you know, I think we just talked about that. And nothing normal about Pacific Coast. <laughs> <laughs> so 2007 comes along for PCM, and so does Michael Harvey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now we had nothing. Cut to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. How'd it go? In a very short period of time, we hired a lot of people and um, a lot of really good people. Actually, we had some people from Ganassi. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it was pretty soon we we had 30 people in the shop 30 yeah probably 30 people in the shop two two champ cars and off we go um you know it was it was a great group of people um and um i mean just as we've covered already it was you know pretty pretty laid back but they were all pretty focused on you know they knew the objective they knew what we were trying to do um you know they were all pretty aligned in 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 what we were trying to achieve. And um, so at some point, I can't remember when, Ryan changed to Mario. I don't really remember too much about how how we came about, you know, doing that change. You know, maybe Ryan would remember more. Yeah, I don't think he's interested in talking about it. <laughs> no, probably not. But, uh, but anyway, you know, we put Mario in and um, we went to the last few races. So Mario was in for Australia and Mexico City. And Normally when you get to the last couple of races in any season, you're always thinking to the next season, especially when you're out of the championship. So two, three races to go. Is 2008 looking like it's going to be a normal champ car season, just like you did, just with more development? Absolutely. Yeah, so it's going to be. So 2008, as far as you, the employee of Pacific Motors Motorsports, and the other 29 people, um, it's going to be Alex Figgy, Mario Dominguez, 
and the roster of the team, mm-hmm. and you are set for 2008. Yep. It's funded. It's ready to go. Yep. Yep. They're all focused on 2008, ready to go. The economy's killing it. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Yep. Everyone's got a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christian Bale's losing his mind somewhere in a yeah. boardroom. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Have you seen the big short? No. So, so then what happens? Uh, yeah, then it went to sour. Um, <laughs> so um, Tyler and I went to, as did all the other team owners or, you know, team principals, met with Kevin Kalkoven and uh, Joe Forsyth. In, the, the people in charge of Jay Park. Yep, the, 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 they were the two owners at the time um, in Indianapolis, flew into Indianapolis from, from California for the day and... December, December the uh, December two thousand seven, and um, um, and the 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 agenda was they invited us. They invited all the teams. And um, was this normal? Was it like it was the year end? We're all going to meet, kind of thing, and uh, part of the overall protocol of Champ Car? Yeah, I, I you know I think okay. so. I mean, they, they just become the owners, right? You know, a year or so beforehand. So there's there's nothing so. specifically weird. About everybody not at all. Okay. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as we're aware, everything's going forward, you know, and and we're embracing the opportunity to go and 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 actually, you know, have our voices, you know, as the little minnow team that's just joined, um, heard, and um, you know, we sat with them for you know two or three hours, and um, you know, evidently that you know m- most of what we talked about with them. Um, pluses and minuses were very similar to the other teams yeah, you know yeah. and um you know they gave us a great vibe when mm-hmm. when yeah. we left yeah. you know all good everything's full everything's steam healthy. ahead healthy yeah let's yep. all buy real estate everybody get a house yeah we get a second house yeah, yeah exactly. exactly don't yeah. worry about interest rates yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and um so off we go back home christmas yeah fine yeah. start again yeah it's good yeah. and um and then we go off to Sebring for spring training, as does all the other teams. So in the, in know, 2008. Yep. Yeah. So you are already doing preseason testing for the upcoming mm-hmm. champ car season. Yeah. Cars yep. are built and running. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And as we're running at Sebring, there's starting to be some rumors circulating that um, champ car's going away. You know, it's going to mm-hmm. merge. With, like, merge with the IndyCar, with IRL. IRL. Yeah. So um, that was a definitely a... WTF moment. Yeah, yeah. Where did that come from? You yeah. know, we just sat with these guys. And, right. um, so when you first hear these rumors, is it like now you don't know what you're talking about? I'm sure it's not happening. Or is it one of the things like, I'm seeing smoke, there might be fire? Um, so I would say that when we first heard them, it's like, what are you smoking? Yeah. Um, but pretty quickly, it's like, because mm, it all happened really quickly after that, after we got back from spring yeah. training. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, we're, we're you know we're merging and um so i mean that's uh that's like a shot in the eye you know yeah. didn't see it coming weren't expecting that you know blah 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 okay so what do we do you know yeah. we've got a two-car champ car team and then you know so um so champ car laid out this you know this plan that, that we would run through long beach mm-hmm. um and then you know and then there would be concessions 
to 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 go into IRL if you wanted to, and yeah. if not, then just you know, thanks very much, go away. Because to move to an IRL format meant new chassis, blank sheet as far as data yeah. and and things that you had access to, yeah. whole new season, everything started from scratch. If you're going to do a new season like this, yep, yeah, totally. But more specifically, what was the biggest change for somebody like the Figgy family? Um, what what Tom said, I'm not funding my son to drive around ovals. And so, you know, that was a like, you know, that was a Tyler and I go, uh-oh. Yeah. We've got a problem here. Yeah. yeah. And we got 30 people out there that are asking questions of what we do. And, yeah. you know, I mean, when they joined us, you know, I mean, we had a lot of good people from a lot of good teams that, that we'd we been fortunate enough to, to have come, you know, come join us based upon the fact that, you know, we were fully funded, we, we were, were going, going ahead, there was a series, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden the series takes a left turn, which is totally unexpected. And so, you know, what happened? So, um, you know, so then it's, um, you know, Tyler and I had a lot of conversations, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? You know, blah, blah, blah. And, and um, as part of that was going along with, with Mario, um, there was sponsorship opportunities in, in Mexico, um, there was some with some um, some big stores down there and some other bits and pieces and um, you know and, and um, you, you know you did the presentation for a lot of it and um, you know Tyler got pretty comfortable with with where we were and and you know the the level of where these conversations were and he's like <laughs> I remember it was sort of an epiphany overnight he came in the next day and he's like all right I'm buying it off Tom. I'm going to figure it out. We're going to take it over. We're carrying on. Tyler's not a millionaire. No, nope, Tyler's not a millionaire. Yeah. So he's going to somehow work something out with Tom Figgy. Mm-hmm. And Tyler's a very smart guy. He mm-hmm. did have some business success prior. Mm-hmm. But he's not a millionaire. And he's going to single-handedly take over an IndyCar operation. Mm-hmm. Exactly what he's going to do. You're not new to this sport. <laughs> you worked for for Carl Russo, for uh, uh, Cal Wells. Yep. These are all wealthy guys, independent of motorsports. Mm-hmm. You know what this takes. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Um, <laughs> I, what was I thinking at the time? You know, I was involved in a lot of the conversations that he was having with um, the group in Mexico, and and you know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of energy around Mario, Mario's manager Antonio, and. Um, and Mexico City and the conversations there and I was evidently looking back foolishly (laughs) optimistic that it was all you know we were going to be okay yeah well but I'll defend you and I'll defend Tyler that like funding from Mexico prior uh, leading up to that year from not just Mario but yeah. you had Adrian Fernandez, Michelle Jordan, Mario Dominguez, Dominguez like yeah, the yeah. idea of money coming from Mexico yeah. was not a crazy idea yeah. and Mario was the lone driver in IndyCar at that time. Yeah. So it's not crazy to think like he'll figure something out. Yeah. And Mario has historically always managed to find sponsorship. Yeah, that's a big draw for the series. It's yeah. good for everybody, yeah. Yeah. And and you know, we'd been down to Mexico Tyler and I and you know, we 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 met with a lot of the a lot of the uh, political figures in Mexico City and, you know, and, and everything, that the, the vibe that we got was all, you know, this is no problem. What, 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 what we want to do here, you know, visit Mexico and, and all of that type of stuff was like, go, let's go. Yeah. So, um, and it's, 
Spring 2008. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, man. Yeah, the money is pumping. flowing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah, chugging yeah. right along here. Yeah. Economy is good. As a as a father, can you understand where Tom Figgy was coming from with the safety part of it? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know that Alex would have been comfortable driving around overs anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you have the promise of funding from Mexico. Uh, Mario is able to find a deal with uh, the Mexico City Tourism Board to bring in some funds, but they're they're not that big, and they're also staggered. And the staggering thing is kind of a big thing. You've, again, you've been in the sport. Was this a deal that you guys didn't think twice about, or was there some reservation? No, I think there was a lot of reservation. You know, I mean, until it's done, it's not done. Yeah. yeah. And um, In racing? <laughs> hard to believe, eh? Yeah. What we created in 2007, we were really proud of. Yeah. Um, you know, taking nothing to two champ cars that were competitive on the grid. Yeah. Um, and um, and then, you know, having the the, um, the wind blown out of our sails. Um, with the merge. With the merge yeah. was, how, you know, focused on how we keep this together. And, yeah. and you know, and, and I put a lot of faith in Tyler and, and he put a lot of faith in me and I can't fault him for for trying um, but ultimately not being successful in, in, you know, in pulling off what he tried to do. But I mean, there was a lot of people that stuck around, myself included, obviously, because we could definitely see uh, how, you know, it would only take a couple of small things to have, have fallen differently. This would be a different conversation. You guys have your big champ car send-off. Mario puts it on the podium, I believe, in yeah. 2008. Is that Long Beach? Long Beach. Yeah, yeah. finished third. So then it's off to Indy is your next race. Mm-hmm. The first time running an IRL IndyCar yep. at the Indy 500. Yep. Part of the deal was that, um, that we would get chassis. All the Champ Car teams that wanted to participate. So that was part of the merge, was it? You were gifted yeah. chassis, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't necessarily know. that. I can't recall whether they were gifted or what the hell Tyler had to do to get them. But, but I mean, we were promised chassis. Um, and you know as as all the talk is with these uh, you know these people sitting in high up office the, 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 you know you'd get you know new chassis you get good chassis you get all this equipment and we got you know we got two jalopies that had been <laughs> you know they were probably first and second off the off the line 10 years ago yeah, you know? right, I mean, yeah. it's just like and and you know and some of our people that that, that we had had done IRL previously mm-hmm. and um you know so it's not like i'm just saying hmm what the hell's this yeah they're looking at that going Whew, yeah i know that part number on there and yeah. that's yeah know, i worked on this car yeah right yeah so um yeah, so we had our work cut out there and, mm. you know, it was the normal deal. I mean, and, and, you know, looking at it from the IRL's perspective, you know. Why are they going to give priority to these new guys? Well, that and, and you know, they didn't see this coming either. Right, right. so and they have to meet a, the supply. All yeah. of a sudden, yeah. you know, their higher-ups have gone, hey, you know, we've got another X amount of teams yeah. and we've got to supply them cars and we've got to supply them right now. Right. And yeah. they're going... Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where do we get this? How do we do that? Say, hey, Delara, just make thirty right now. Yeah, just now. crank them out. Yeah, next week. Real quick. So I mean, you know, we got ETA. Yeah, ETA. Yeah, G Force. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing at the pinnacle that you're doing it. It's extremely difficult. And when you when you change from one thing to another, you know, I'm a pro tennis player. Well, now I'm going to play golf for the next. You know, and is that drastic of a change to go from our Champ Car Road course? to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in, in a car you don't know. Yes. 
Yeah, in a car I don't know, and a car that's just come out of a barn that's got cobwebs on it and cracks in it and it's broken and all that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. On a technical level, people always say you have no idea how hard this event is compared to a road race or what you guys were doing prior. But on a technical level, why? Why is it so hard to show up at Indy versus other events kind of less prepared? It's about the fastest car through the air, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously your driver has to be able to pedal a car yeah. and, and understand how to pedal the car. Um, your driver has to be able to give you, has to be able to feel what the car's doing and give you the good feedback. But at the end of the day, you know, the difference between, you know, pole and, and not qualifying, you know, is a split second. And it could be, you know, it could be that, you know, you got another two threads on the screw that's sticking out of somewhere that's slowing you down on the straight. Right. Yeah, because I mean, it is faster than anywhere else you go. That's the fine detail you're talking about here. You know, the, the challenge for this little small team was, um, you know, was pretty, pretty steep. We did, we did actually that year um, get skateboards banned in the uh, paddock area of, of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Wait, was this a thing where there had never been a rule because they didn't anticipate skateboards? You got it. So there's now a rule in the rule book because of Pacific Coast. I don't know if it's still there, but uh, it came out that year. Yeah. You know? That skateboards are not allowed. One day we're, you know, we're riding them, and the next day there's a sign there with a big yeah. red cross through them. We're like, we made our mark on Indy. Tyler yeah. Tadovic is yeah. a smoky eunuch of people that have made rules in the rule book. <laughs> At Indy. At Indy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many people stayed on board to Pacific Coast Motorsports after the split, after the figgies have left? Oh, that's a good question, Ryan. You know, eight, 18, I would say. Okay. We probably have. I mean, you yeah. know, there was, you know, the... Tyler, to a fault, is is honest as the day's long. Mm -hmm. And he'll come in and he'll, you know, I mean, he and I had some conversations about, you know, what you should say, what you shouldn't say. But I mean, you know, he was always on the side of the fence. He's like, I'm going to tell everybody what it is. It's, it's their choice. You know, they, they do what they need to do. And, um, you know, we'd, we'd built, a, a, you know, a good team. Um, so much so that you can tell the following year, when Tyler said, I don't know what's going to happen. Tom's out. I'm taking it over. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of them said, you know, we're going to stick around. We're, we're going to see what happens. We're going to ride this wave. So, yeah. uh, like, you guys have not run this car yet. You've done no laps anywhere. Indianapolis is your first place to mm -hmm. run. What's that first uh, install lap like? I don't recall us running for the first day because we were waiting on parts. You know, I mean, the whole supply <laughs> issue and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Supply yeah. issue because of the series, not because of COVID. <laughs> Still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hold on what, what was covid yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you know we were already behind the eight ball because we weren't you know we weren't on track car goes through rookie, rookie orientation program it's an interesting time ahead of you you guys only have so many tires you're allowed to run over the month of may are you aware that your number one focus needs to be about qualifying mm -hmm. yeah. how many cars are trying to qualify for the 2008 race 37 so how many cars are going home Five. That's four. <laughs> <laughs> I work on race cars. Give me a minute. I don't do math. <laughs> Are you looking at this as your number one objective to not be one of these four? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, you know, from the, as we've talked about, from the financial perspective for the security of the team, we have to put ourselves on the big screen in Mexico City on, uh, you know, on race day. So, yeah, 100%. We're fully focused on not not driving around in practice to make sure that the race car is good, to make sure that the qualifying car is good. 
so you only have so many tires so much time you can, even though you've got days and days you've only got really so much time you can actually run the car and a hundred percent of the focus is just simply putting the four fastest laps you can what kind of problem does this create for tires it's all about qualifying so every time that you you go out and you do a simulated qualifying run that's it you you know you're, you're using up your allotment um and so you've got to maximize what you're what you're doing there and um you know in a situation like ours you know we need to do that more times than we've got tires to do that you know so it's it's difficult it's really difficult you know i mean I'm, i i don't know how many rookies there were there, there that year and how many new teams but um you know we we probably had the odds stacked against us more than anybody else you know new team new people that had never been there driver that hadn't been there you know and all that kind of stuff a car that was a piece of Come out of a barnyard, cobwebs on it. You show up, you guys start doing practice, you get through rookie orientation. Mario's not loving the car. A couple of days later, what happens? Um, we drove it in the wall. So, um, you know, I mean, obviously that's that's what everybody fears, everybody doesn't want. Um, you, you know, I mean, obviously that's financially devastating for our organization. Um, it's... It, it, it's huge for Mario and his confidence. Um, you know, it just puts a lot more pressure on on everything that's already overstressed to, to you know to try and get ourselves on that big screen on the race day in, in Mexico City. What's the attitude on the team from the mechanic standpoint? Are they already full full commitment? Yeah, all in. Yeah, let's go. No, no hesitation. That's awesome. Yeah. In those days, it was a four-day qualifying format. Mm -hmm. You had Saturday and Sunday of one weekend. The next weekend before the race is yep. your third and fourth day. That fourth day is the bump day, yep. the final day of qualifying. You guys made the choice to not even bother qualifying for those first few days. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Um, because we just we, we needed more time. But, but, you know, Mario wasn't confident in the car. We weren't confident in the car. We hadn't got it to where we needed to be. So... It, you know the the chance of success was was pretty small and you know at the end of the day we were trying to qualify we weren't trying to put it on pole we weren't trying to qualify in the top 20 we were just trying to get into the field at what point does it become obvious that you start looking at times and looking at your own performance that you realize this might be a problem day one <laughs> you know i mean the mountain to climb was steep from day one there was no you know i don't think that there was any uh, anybody on the team including tyler um who didn't fully appreciate the task at hand here um and the consequences you know should we shouldn't we can you walk us through qualifying day um yeah i mean we were in then we were out <laughs> <laughs> and then we were almost back in again until uh you seem to take the emotion out of it. It seems more like the task at hand, it's business. Mm -hmm. We just got to go to work versus mm -hmm. like, oh man, this is going to be horrible if it doesn't work out. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I mean, that was a long time ago, Ryan, but I, you know, so it's, it's easier to reflect on it now. <laughs> I, I'm sure, I'm sure at that point in time, you know, there may have been, you know, a lot of other emotions yeah. going on, but you know, I don't, I don't really recall it because I, I recall the call, the crew, you know, just being very buttoned down on what they were doing you know just understanding what the goal was no when he crosses the line and you're in the field um are you thinking to yourself oh this might work out mm -hmm. yep absolutely and that lasts about 
a uh, couple hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. Then it all goes. Did you hear it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, you can hear it. I mean, it's qualifying at Indy. Is you know, you, you all you hear is what's going on, and you can hear that. You know that that, that lift, and and it's like, oh, um, you know what now? Yeah. Um, but I mean, you, you know, you you're still obviously hopeful that you know your guy. He's going to recover it because at that point in time, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. down to your guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the the odds are really stacked against him. And so, um, but you know, it's it, yeah, it was all over. Yeah. So um, so he hits that wall. What's the emotion in that pit lane of you guys standing there? Um, <sighs> defeated, completely defeated. You know. It's been yeah, two weeks or whatever it is of of, of complete and utter um, focus, you know. And we've been through a whole bunch of different incidents. Just just a little shy, just a little shy of making it. So um, um, you know, it's. I mean, this is more than just Indianapolis. This is, you know, what happens to the fact that Tyler's taken over this team, and and you know, where do we go? How do, how do we how do we continue from here? You know, how do all these guys, you know, um, how are we going to pay these people? How are we going to keep the lights on? Yeah, yeah, that kind of emotion. Yeah, I, I would think that most fans can appreciate winning or losing, you know, from sports they've done themselves and watching a race. But I don't think it's very easy to ever understand like your program might be over you know, if you have a driver get injured or in this case, the money leaves and then you don't make the big race that you needed the money. It's not just about getting a trophy anymore. It's literally about people's livelihoods. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's, these guys have stayed with, um, you know, with Tyler, um, not because he'd convinced them to, but because they believed in him. And, um, you, you know, I mean, I'm sure that Tyler had this sinking feeling that he'd let, you know, let them all down, uh, you know, and and that's not the case at all. Um, quite the contrary um, but nevertheless you know I'm sure that that was his feeling there and I you know that was my feeling as well um, is that um, you know as the leader of the group is you know we 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 needed to we need a little bit more and um, uh, yeah I mean we, we we just didn't get it you you can be almost so focused on a goal that you're blind to any consequences or any reality. So like for those, you know, two two weeks, all you're thinking about is we need the four fastest laps we can do, and we need to beat three people. It's almost knowing knowing how I am. It's very easy to just ignore the realities of what happens if it doesn't go the right way. When that car hits that wall and it's over, how quickly does that reality shift for you guys? Oh, instant. Yeah. Yeah, instant. I, you know, and I mean, I can recall, you know, the atmosphere in the in the garage, you know, through the two weeks, you know, when we'd hit the wall a couple of times, the outside wall and the inside wall. Yeah. Um. You know, but it's we're in, we're all in, and so yeah, you yeah, know, we're going like for this. We're going make for this it. Happen and yeah, happen. yeah. And it's like, oh, could this get any? Sh- you know, <laughs> all these hours we're working yeah, and, and all that kind of yeah. and it's like but here we are 
Yeah, you know, but, I mean, yeah. we've got to see it through to the end and we've got to believe. Yeah. And, you know, God bless Mario because, you know, he made everybody believe when mm-hmm. he put it in. Mm-hmm. Everybody gave it 100%, you yeah. know, and, you know, you hate to say it because it's like, you know, people qualify on pole and they're heroes and people qualify in the top 10 and it's like, oh, they suck and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. And, right. You know, right. and, oh, you're talking about somebody that was 33rd or something like that and it's like, I don't even remember them guys, you know. Right, right. But uh, but those guys, you know, they remember. We we could have done a lot, um, but but Indianapolis just, um, you know, the coffin lid was shut, and then we just took a long time to die. After that, unfortunately. When Tyler says I want to continue to run a couple of races where we can piece it together. You're not new to the sport. What are you thinking? Um, well, you know, at that point in time, I think, you know, I was still maybe naive, but, you know, I think Tyler and I had a, a you know, a fantastic relationship, which was, which was different, I think, to most team owners and team managers. And um, we just really wanted to make it work, you know. We had, uh, we'd assembled um, a really good team. And, um, you know, there was some, you know, some adjustments that we made for 2008 that were going to make it really even better. Um, And um, so, you know, I think that we had in a very short period of time we'd got we'd got all the ingredients to have success but we didn't have the money um and you know Indy was I mean that was that was the money and it went away So why don't we hear from Joanna Harvey? Joanna Harvey is the wife of Michael Harvey, and I have known Joanna for almost two decades now. Joanna is one of the most patient women in the world (laughs) and incredibly supportive of her husband. Yeah. And uh, we walked in that house, Ryan, and you could could feel the fatigue. Racing's hard on people. (laughs) Racing's very hard on people. And uh, Joanna's a perfect example because she seems very sensible. Mm -hmm. She's very supportive of of everything going on with Michael. But, yeah, it ain't easy. Take it away, Joanna Harvey. Maybe for the credit reel, can you just really quickly describe what happened under the table a few minutes ago? No. Yes. (laughs) Really, this is my introduction. Yeah. Start off by saying it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the Dax Hound okay. who messed under the table mm-hmm. on uh-huh. the power cords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yep. a first for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a first for me too. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the first video crew your dog has shit on. Uh, you know, maybe not the last. Oh, okay. It's usually yeah. the fans that shit on us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Joanna, you've been married to Michael for how long? A long time. Um, 31 years this year. 31 years. Yeah, but together for 36, 37 years this year. Wow. So, I know. Yeah. Life sentence. <laughs> you moved from the UK yep. with your husband mm-hmm. to 
to help him pursue his motorsport dream. Yes. Yeah, we uh, we felt that there was more opportunity in the States at that time. And I, I stand by that. There absolutely was. Um, so we upped with our two-year-old at the time um, and basically left everybody. Um, parents, sisters, brother, your brother was already here. But, um, but yeah, left everybody and uh, came to pursue the dream. And when you guys met, was he already in motorsports? Yes. Yeah. So you knew what you were doing when you married him? Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it became more apparent as time went on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, he was, uh, he was already involved. Yeah. Yeah. So by 2008, you know, he'd been with teams that were well-funded, Roo Sports and, and PPI, and even the first year of, of Pacific Coast yeah, Motorsports. absolutely. When you heard that the Figgy family was no longer going to be part of this and that Tyler uh, was effectively going to take it on himself, a guy who did not have the same kind of pockets. Yeah. What is, you seem from the, the time, I mean, we've known each other for a while now, yeah. you seem very sensible to me. Uh, <laughs> what is your opinion when you start hearing this? I mean, it's scary, um, no doubt. It's it's really scary, but um, Pacific Coast was, it was just one of those in a lifetime, there are a few places that um, it feels like family, it feels like more than a team it feels like more than work and um Tyler Tyler brought that um that that to this team it was a family and I think we all believed that you know we can make this work and we're in it for the long haul we're committed and <laughs> god really? damn you Tyler <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had that conversation <laughs> yeah. but yeah I mean uh, we wanted to believe, um, and yeah, it was scary as heck with um, with two kids, and um, at that time, private school, right? Um, so it was a lot, and a mammoth mortgage um, in good old Southern California. So it was a lot, um, but we we were just committed and wanted to believe that it was it was going to work, and yeah. And you're. Uh in your lifetime together, has that been the case where you've had that kind of family feeling multiple times or is this like a very rare thing for you guys? I think it's really rare. I think there have been two, maybe yeah, maybe two teams, um, but Pacific Coast is right up there. And you know, our kids were growing up when Tyler and Stephanie's kids were growing up and so there were a lot of parallels there and um, it, it just felt like family. I mean, like I told you guys, they taught Sophie to longboard, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there, uh, does he have a tell when things are going wrong that he doesn't realize? Like, does he start to be moody around the house or start breathing heavily just for no reason? Like, can you tell when things aren't going well without yeah. him saying anything? Yeah, he gets super, super quiet, um, pretty non-communicative, and uh, it's a bit like getting blood out of a stone. But, um, but yeah, it, they, were, they were tough times, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's common for a spouse, especially one who doesn't necessarily work in motorsports, uh, it's common for a spouse to sometimes be the voice of reason right? Uh, when you see less than ideal calls being made. Um, at any point, are you objecting to the team pursuing without the, the Figgy funding? I don't believe I did, did I? No, I don't think so. I but think I mean, we had a lot of conversations about the feasibility of it and whether it could work. Um, but I think we were both very invested in it in it working. But I um, think I think that um, I think you and Stephanie talked about it. Yeah. 
I think you and Tyler, Tyler talked about it. Yeah. yeah. You and Tyler talked about it. I mean, I think we all did. We the all sat four around of us a lot, didn't we? Talked and about it yeah. a lot. Yeah. But um, no, I don't believe I ever raised any objections, did I? <laughs> it, it's all a blank. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Out of all the uh, areas you've lived in the country for racing, what's the most expensive? Oh, Southern California. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in 2008, <laughs> pre, <laughs> pre uh, housing market crash, yeah. you're, you're spending a lot of money to live in a part of the country that's... So much more than we should ever have spent. Um, but we found this house and it was... Um, it needed some work doing to it, so there wasn't just one mortgage, there was another baby mortgage to go with it. Um, and we had the work done, and uh, it was gorgeous, and it was far more than more house than we needed. Right. Um, but it's 2008, mortgages it's 2008. are everywhere. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just oh, a TV Yeah, put yeah. one in your back pocket. Yeah, exactly, yeah. we did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we unfortunately got snookered by the dream, didn't we? Um, I guess that's one way you could put it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we were heavily invested and uh, didn't do so well. <laughs> yeah. So not only does 2008 go horribly wrong on the financial side for the, you know, for the globe, mm. but you guys go through a really tough time at Indianapolis where you yep. don't get the funding because you don't make the race. Yep. What happens at home? Um, gosh, I can't really remember too much. I mean, like I, like I said, it, it's a lot of it is kind of a blur. Um, I remember there being... <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. I remember there being a lot of... Um, Drink. <laughs> I remember there being a lot of um, um, effort to keep it away from the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, that was that was really important. Um, but things, things were very, very difficult. Um, you know, spending a lot of time on the phone to mortgage companies, a lot of time on the phone to uh, principals of schools. Right, because... Um, Michael, you are an employee. You are not a stakeholder in this team at this point. Right. Yep. And put simply, you're simply not getting paid. Yep. Yeah. 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 Were things rocky between you two? No, I don't think so. I mean, we've we've been through this multiple times, not to the extent... (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's a keeper. (laughs) Must be. Yeah. 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 I mean, not to the extent of, of 2008, where we lost everything, but, yeah, we've, you know... Motorsport is, it's not just dangerous for the drivers. I mean, it's its rough for the families, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you never quite know what's around the corner. Um, and we have we have faced that several times. I think one of the biggest things that we're trying to capture with this story is that if you're a fan and you're watching and you see a car get bumped and it goes home, you might think, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. That's too bad. But you yeah. don't realize that it absolutely can affect a real family and yeah. real livelihoods. Yeah. And we were, the kids and I were sitting at home watching on TV and, you know, they're in, then they're out, then they're nearly in again. And then it just, it ends. And, oh my God, we're not in. What now? Because, you know, we all knew what was riding on that. Right. Um, so. So sitting in your home in yes. Oxnard, you're yep. fully aware. Oh yeah. As that car sliding to a yeah. halt, this is bad for you and these two young kids. Absolutely. How Absolutely. old are they at the time? Ben was 14 and Sophie was nine. So these are pretty critical ages for both of them. And you are literally watching a car come to a halt knowing this could be a very critical life change for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, we lived in Southern California at the time. Anyway, the schools were not that great. So we, we felt the need for them to be in private school and that 
doesn't come cheap anywhere, least of all South California. So um, it was a very immediate problem. Um, and, you know, not to mention the the, the mortgage and um, and I was a stay-at-home mum at that point. So um, I stayed at home until Sophie was it was I? Yes, I was, yeah. I was still at home. Um, so Michael's income was it. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a tough time. And then um, we had a financial mortgage crisis. Yes. Yes. So we ended up having to, uh, short sell on the house, um, and, uh, ended up leaving. The checks stop coming or they start coming in a very reduced way. Mm-hmm. And you, I assume because you have such an expensive home, you're probably taking everything you've got and putting it right back into those payments. And eventually yeah. you, you can't make those. So what do you do? Um, what, what savings we had at the time evap- evaporated, um, you know, we were, were using our savings to live, to pay for tuition, to pay mortgage. Um, yeah, we were living on our savings. So we, I mean, we did literally lose it all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have reinvented since 2008. <laughs> When I first met you earlier today and we kind of reiterated what we were going over and we said, well, we're specifically curious about the 2008 Indy 500, you dropped your head <laughs> and literally went, oh, no. Yeah. That that can't be the case if I asked you about another random race. Like, no, no. I mean, it, it definitely stands out. Um, you know, there was so much riding on it and there had already been so much transition with, you guys were talking about it, um, the the merge um, and what that meant and then the figgies. um pulling out so we knew how much there was riding on it um both from a business point of view and a personal point of view and yeah that was it was overwhelming short story you then decided to stay in southern california you moved to a rental home yep and somehow you're still in motorsport i know right Oh, oh shit. <laughs> she looks at him like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was the time we tried to get out of motorsport but we were still living in the uk at that time weren't we mm-hmm. so uh yeah that didn't go so well yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. how would he do without racing in his life um i mean it's a part of who he is he's he started race well his dad was racing his dad they grew up racing um you started working what when you were 15 mm-hmm. um and it's it's basically everything that he's known you know he started sweeping floors and now he's where he is today and it's it's a part of who he is um at some point in our future that will hopefully cease to be the case <laughs> uh, retirement will be nice at some point but it's you know it's just in his blood um so i can't see him doing anything else and do you realize when you guys first get together that these kind of hard times can be very possible no yeah. No, absolutely no clue. I mean, you know, as an outsider looking in and um, as as in my family growing up, we had watched racing and my dad was a Formula One fan and, you know, it was, it's, it's just so, um, the lifestyle is just, it's the rich and famous and it's, um, it's everything that you believe it to be from TV. And, uh, you know, I had no idea what the real life would be for, you know, a family. Um, totally not the lifestyle that you would you would think so yeah yeah, very different very awakening so after an incident like 2008 is there a part of you where like we shouldn't be doing this anymore i think we've i think we've thought that multiple times but i think you get to a point where 
I mean, he's so well qualified for so many things, but it doesn't transfer. It doesn't transfer to the real world, you know. Um, it doesn't. You were in rotor racing for 30 plus years. What does that mean in the business world? So it just doesn't transfer. Um, and also, it's not just that. It's the. It's what it means to him and his his um, his lifestyle and. Um, it's just a part of who he is. Out of all the people that Michael's worked for, are there many of them that seem similar to Tyler Tadovic? Tyler's unique in a really good way. Um, you know, he so deadly serious about his racing, but just so much joy for life. The whole family, so much joy for life. And, and that culture was what made Pacific Coast, I think, so special. Um, the energy and the just the enthusiasm and the want to do it, but to do it the right way, but to do it Tyler's way. And that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't change it. <laughs> Wouldn't change that part. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take to financially get back to what we'd consider a good place after the uh, 2008? <laughs> I don't even know. Um, What's a good place, Ryan? <laughs> now? Are they good now? Yeah. <laughs> you guys good now? We're better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't know. I mean, it was a significant period of time because, um, you know, we'd gone from owning a home with equity to having absolutely nothing um, and renting a house. So it was a it was a hard fall. And I honestly don't know how long it took us to get back on our feet. Yeah. But And with a 14-year-old, so you're really seeing college yeah. right down the road yeah. and a nine-year-old that, yeah. you know, is only a few years away. Yeah. So, so um, Ben was uh, just about to, I guess, just about to start high school, wasn't he? Just in high school um, at a very expensive um, Catholic high school. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, it was a tremendous amount. Why do you think Tyler did it? I don't know. I mean, I don't know why Tyler, what his original motivation was, but um, he was very driven to succeed and to do it the right way, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Tyler did it because um, he believed in himself. He believed that he could make the dream happen. And... Um, but I mean, Tyler is—he—he he didn't. Uh, he didn't color code it to anybody, you know. None of the employees, nobody. Everybody, you know. It was Tyler's dream. Tyler believed in himself, and he believed that he could make it happen. But he made sure that everybody else understood the consequences of going on the ride with him. And um, so, I mean, that's you know, that's the unfortunate part for for Tyler is that it didn't work out. Um, for him or, or for a lot of other people. But I mean, you know, part of the reason I think that everybody uh, that he has working for him or had working for him um, still respects him is because they were, they, they understood completely mm. the situation. Here in, well, maybe we won't date it, but recently people have said they'd like to see it may be easier to get in the 500, opening up a 34th entry, 35th, you know, not sending people home, not doing bump day. Do you think it should be easier to get in? Um, I think, I, I, uh, I, I think, you know, bump day is a traditional, uh, is traditional with Indianapolis. And so um, they need to bring, 
they need to bring that opportunity back um you, you know it's it's tough for the people that don't get in we just talked about all of that but it's tradition it's part of it um so i mean you know in india is one of the biggest races in the world and it's always had a tradition of you know you have to um you have to put everything in to getting into the race you know and there's the stories of you know how i made it and how i didn't make it with the story of how you didn't make it um i don't think i, I don't think that needs to go away um, i think it's sad that we haven't had that for the last couple of years now you know i don't want people to go through you know necessarily you know what some of us have gone through but i mean it's you know from from the racing spectacle it's um it, yeah it it needs to be there it's it's not the indy 500 when it's just like oh, you know i'm going to do the indy 500 and yeah. you know it doesn't matter whether i you know sit at home yeah i'm still going to get in the story of pacific coast or tyler or you guys is not the only one out there like this from not making the 500 does it do a disservice to families like yours when all of a sudden no one really looks at bump day as a thing that matters anymore? Um, I don't think that most people would actually understand the significance of it from a family's perspective. So, and how profoundly it, it can affect a family. So I don't know that it does a disservice. It just, I don't necessarily think it's something that would um, resonate with people. So uh, you lived in Southern California for years. Southern California known for having a lot of a lot of Mexican food. Oh, you missed this. Oh, and, yeah. you, and you had a Mexican driver. I know. Right. I know. Yeah. And where do we live now? And how good is the Mexican food? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we have a, we have, we know someone from, that lives in a similar part of the country. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so uh, do you think somebody from Massachusetts would be uh, an expert on tacos? Not no. necessarily, huh. but I sense a butt. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No. More yeah. of an ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as a, as, a, as a longtime resident of Southern California, do you think it is acceptable and true to the taco heritage <laughs> that cheese can go in tacos? I've not eaten a taco in Mexico, so I don't know. <laughs> You're way too correct so, about this. Southern California counts. Southern California yeah. counts. Southern California there were they cheese put cheese tacos. on their tacos. They do? Yeah. Okay, that's, I can edit out all that yeah, middle part. That's all we needed. Yeah. <laughs> we just needed so I was, I was dancing around because I don't know what you want no, to do. Okay. Yeah, like, so can be... you look at, so Joanna, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have you say something and look, doing it, look at the camera. And then Michael, I want you to say, I'm not saying anything because I may want a job. Yeah. Okay. So Joanna, can you look at this camera and say, hey, Will Turner. Cheese can absolutely be in a taco. I cannot do that. Why what? not? <laughs> what? Because my husband may need a job someday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess you hire the family, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you hire the family. Yeah. We'll edit that part in. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what it's going to be. So. Did I do good? <laughs> we'll decide. <laughs> can you think of one word to describe missing the Indy 500? Devastating. Joanna? I had the exact same word in my head. Devastating. Just on so many levels. 
And when it comes to the wives, of course, we need to hear from Stephanie Tadovic, who is Tyler Tadovic, the man who ran the whole dog and pony show. It is his wife of several decades. <laughs> and what I liked about Stephanie was uh, the story of how she and Tyler met. It, 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 they just have one of those really fun relationships where no matter what they were going to get into, they were going to get into it together. And we kept trying to give her a reason to bag on him for it, and she never went for it. She was 100% on his side. So for context, and you'll hear this in the episode, but Stephanie has been with Tyler since they were like teenagers, yeah. basically. They've known each other since high school. Yeah. Uh, and so they have truly been through everything together. And if ever there was support with your spouse, yeah. it is Stephanie Tadifik because if you've listened to our other podcasts with uh, Tyler and the Specific Coast Story up to this point, you've heard about a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> and at no point does Stephanie flinch, and at no point did it feel like it was like putting on a show for the TV guys. Right, no, like, not at all. She's 100% on board with yeah. whatever Tyler does. And uh, I don't actually know that I want that kind of support. Like, I, <laughs> that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want somebody who's like, no, you're no, an idiot. No, you're going to die. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. Step away idea. from that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't mind being told. Well, I... I I, I think I might have a partner that might disagree with me with okay. me saying I don't like to be told I'm wrong. <laughs> but fundamentally, I do know that I need to be told I'm wrong sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, Stephanie Tadovic. Uh, high school sweethearts? Is this is this the thing? Pretty much. Really? No. Wait. What? <laughs> Off to a good start. Okay. How'd you guys meet? High school. Uh-huh. Oh, but that's how you met, but not sweethearts? We flirted. Yeah, we were sit, we sat next to one another in a health class. Okay, I'm and guessing flirting was a thing for him. A little bit. I had a girlfriend. She had a boyfriend. Okay, okay. I mean, I got my 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 wife dated a guy in high school by the name of Big Truck Wade. <laughs> Big Truck Wade. Yeah, and his BTW. And, 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 and you didn't f with BTW, <laughs> right? Did. So right. So I would flirt with her in class, but I didn't want to mess with her outside of class because I was afraid her dude was going to beat me down. Yeah, BTW yeah. doesn't yeah. around. He, he yeah. is not. And of course, he, Big Truck Wade had. It had a big truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love that in Bend, Oregon, there was a big truck wave. Big truck wave. What was this, yeah. like 1980? Uh, uh, 88. 88. 88. 88. Yeah. 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 I graduated 89. Classic. Big truck wave, class 89 in Bend, Oregon. No big deal, dude. God bless I cannot believe you're actually saying this. I know. Everyone gets to hear about Big Truck Wade. Oh, man. He's kind of famous. I was going to say. All the guys in the crew know about BTW. Yeah. On your team? Absolutely. Oh, you talk about Big Truck Wade. for sure, BTW's a guy. All of the guys know about him. So nice. you have put up with bankruptcies. You have put up with Mullets. questionable decision making, but you've put up with a mullet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from originally? Are you from Bend as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So mullets up there were probably pretty, pretty happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In, in 1989. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was pretty, pretty amazing. So, okay. So how did you, how did you get rid of Big Truck Wade? Well, so uh, he kind of did himself in. All actually. right. He did himself in. It was yeah. a three-month relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And all the guys on your team know about this guy. <laughs> they do. Absolutely. He's famous. Big Truck Wade's famous. Okay. So Big but, Truck Wade yeah, blows so, it. Yeah. Swoop here comes in. I do. We didn't actually date in high school. We sat next to one another, flirted in high school, and yeah. then right after high school is when we started dating. Okay. Actually, when we started so dating. how would you describe him in high school? Fun. You're being really nice right now. <laughs> no, just, like, I don't no, just go ahead. Yeah, don't hold back. Lay it out. Give yeah. it to him. Give yeah. it to him. I I don't know. We were we were good friends. We were close. Yeah, we were, we were buddies. good friends. Our families. Was he a troublemaker? He, yes, but with a smile. You know, it wasn't wasn't like he was trouble. But he was trouble. <laughs> I was a party boy. 
Yeah. But a good guy, like a super good guy and mm-hmm. bouncing a step. Time, good time, Charlie, right? Good, good time, time, Charlie. Guaranteed to have a good time with Tyler. All right. All right. So moving forward. Okay. Um, all right. So they're looking for dirt, by the way. So no, 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 no. Actually, yeah. we're, 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 looking for, you, we're looking well, for the I'm, family component of. of well, of I'm trying not to throw you under the bus. Yes. Oh, no, people no, no, are no. going to see you. Throw him under the bus. Please. Like, no, throw I, him under I can't. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. If this is our business. It'll be endearing. No, no, that's actually how you get customers. That's okay. That's exactly right. No, 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 no. We're all married to the same woman. So you're not technically high school sweethearts, but you have known each other since you're teenage years yes even a little before that actually yes could the 16 year old version of you have imagined that tyler would in going into 2008 be an indycar team owner you know i'm uh, in class he always said i'm going to be a race car driver okay and so i firmly believe that he was going that was the path he was going to take so for him to tell me he was going to be an indycar driver i i probably would have believed him so, so you really think that when we were 16 and schlepping around with the dogs and living in my van and doing that whole thing, you know, that, that I was, was going to be an IndyCar team owner. You really thought I, that. Whatever you put your heart in, do I, I believe you. See? Yeah. You got a rock here. I do. You got a real rock Like here. 100% in my corner. This. I do not. You do not deserve I do this. not deserve. Yeah. I really yeah. don't. I'm telling you, dude, like Again, a rock. I'm stupid. I think I have it written <laughs> on my, tattooed on my forehead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so 2007, things are looking bad. The Indy, the Champ Car Series is coming to a close. It doesn't look good, and now he wants to go buy the IndyCar program and keep it going. How do you feel about that? I remember the conversation, and it was very brief. I think it was like 10 seconds, and I was like, all right, go. Let's do it. He said, he, he, I think he told me on the phone. And I was like, all right, well, well let's do it. I'm doing this. Yeah, we just had a meeting with the guys in the place, and it was a phone call. It was, and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm taking this on. We're doing this. This is what we're doing. And she said, all right, let's do it. Had you indicated anything to her prior that you were even thinking this? No. No, you know, what I hadn't indicated, I had indicated to her that I was thinking this. She really hadn't, I hadn't indicated to her what level of, like, we were really going all in. Like, this was not just, hey, if it doesn't end up working out, well, I've got to find another job somewhere and we'll figure this out. Like, we were all in, right? Going to lose the house, going to lose the business, going to lose everything if it doesn't work out. And, and yeah, I never one second of, of I don't know that she 100% knew that. She just said, let's go. I've been with Tyler the whole time. It's always, let's go. Let's try. Let's, let's pursue something. We've never had a stagnant life. It's always been... On the rocks. Yeah. But did you, knowing what you know now, did you have any idea that it was going to be this bad if it didn't work out? Having to sell the house, having to move back home, borrow money from mom and dad? Well, what is bad? <laughs> I mean, me. really, what is, I, I don't know. I don't know what bad is anymore. Like, I've been with him for so long. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen the worst, but, but it's never, nothing is that bad. I mean, we have our health, we have our kids, we have family that supports us, we have, we yeah, have each other. Lots of love, right? So, I mean, I guess the fair way to say it was that uh, no matter what tribulations are going on financially, because it's always been really peaks and valleys with me. I mean, we've either been really doing extremely well or really doing extremely bad or on the way to one of those destinations, right? And so, um, but, and and that's really been the case, you know? Um, and hopefully this time doing well that we're going to be able to keep, you know, they've been like waves, right? We catch one wave in, then we got to paddle back out. And sometimes we get caught inside and we get stuck inside for a bit. But uh, the family unit 
that's the part that's never really ever been in question, right? Like it's never been an issue like, oh man, you know, we don't have this. So now we got to break up or the kids aren't going to be able to make it. Like yeah. that's just, that part's been a hundred percent rock solid. I take it for granted. So I'd say some people consider having to sell a house, having to file for bankruptcy, all those things, uprooting a family would be considered bad. But I'm also kind of realizing now that the people that go all in on an Indy 500 don't think that way. Right. The people that are not afraid to lose everything because they're trying for something don't think bad is bad. Right. Right. That's 100% it, dude. Is that, is that you, you know, I mean, I'd rather suffer the consequences of, of taking the shot than suffer the consequences of wishing I had. It just hit me right now when she said, what's bad? Because most people go, oh, I'm not going to try that. That's, that's a dumb risk. I shouldn't even think about it. But you were like, I'm going to buy this IndyCar team and I'm going to try to make the Indy 500. Damn straight. Because I'm racing and we're doing this thing and they're in, the, they're in my corner. Yeah, it was, it was a wee thing for sure the whole time, all, all the time. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked, dude. I'm I'm honestly the luckiest guy you've talked to in a long time. Between my wife, my kids, and my job, man, forget about it. So when that first phone call comes in saying, I want to do this, you have three kids. Mm-hmm. They're a very young age at this mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Was there any truths that you felt he left out in retrospect? No. I mean, you're still a mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any part of you that's like, this, uh, I don't know about this. No. That's just not how you work. No. Interesting. How did you do this? Yeah, yeah man. Like, nice work. Yeah, I know. well done. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> honestly. Uh, and, and, and it is to this day, right? You know, I mean, even this little stupid business that we're in, at one point, um, uh, I had a falling out with a customer. I had some bad things that were being said. I had one or two guys that stood in my corner and stayed as my customers. And we operated the business out of the garages of our house. I mean, we, we literally, the, would park the truck in front of my house and we would one mechanic and I would work on the cars in my house and it, we barely made it through that window of time and even through that whole window of time it was like the family unit was never we struggled financially which we could or couldn't have certain items but as far as it being an issue where we're like you know the the finances are getting in the way of our marriage and we're not getting along or the kids aren't getting along or it's creating a bad thing at the house that was never the case ever no never kids kids were blind to the whole thing some of the people we've spoken to about that time said that they could see the stress just eating at you, yeah. all the pressure, you know, knowing that if this doesn't work, it's going to be a rough, rough road ahead. For sure. Could you have done this without her behind you? No way. No way. Cause the risk was only, only professional, right? There was no personal risk in it. And, 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 and as trivial as that might sound, that was, that's a huge difference, right? Because to know that I could risk anything professionally and not have to worry about, I'm going to be cool. I still can get to go home to my wife. I'm still going to have my kids and I'm still going to need to figure out how they need to go to school. Like those, those things never changed. And I don't know that we ever, I don't know. It's just a different mindset, I guess, but we never really thought about the consequences long enough to, to worry about it was always focused on, on the goal. And that's kind of been the way it was the whole time, even after it ended, and we went to move back to Bend and worked at Fuel Safe and then moved back to California. Like this whole time, they're just in tow and we're doing it together and changing schools and doing and that's just what we did. So, qualifying 2008, where were you? I was in Ventura at home. Yeah. Watching this on TV. I was, uh, yes. How often are you guys talking during this, this month? Oh. Two or three times a day. For sure. Oh, really? That yeah, much? we talk all the time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're watching this on TV. You're obviously not directly in contact as those final few minutes are going on. What are you thinking as you're watching this? Oh, my God. Just make it. Just make it. Just make it. Because I knew. 
I knew that it was the end. Right. If, if he you hit the wall. You have three kids with you in this home watching yeah. this race. Yep. And you know that if this car yep. does not make this race, yep. what are you going to do with these three kids in this house that you're in? Didn't really think about that part. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Just make the race. Yeah, just make it around. It sounds like you're just hoping for the success. Right. Just like cheering on your guy. Yeah. Yeah, hoping it goes the right way. And that's a derivative of us being together for so long. That's part of my uh, downfall or one of my weaknesses is that I don't I don't really think things through too much before I just go. You yeah, know? it's I like just, this episode you did. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. A little bit, you know, just you turn in flat when you get to the apex. Well, then, holy cow, you know, probably should have woke her up there maybe a little bit. A little yeah, yeah, I should have yeah. lifted a little there before I got <laughs> yeah. there, you know. But man, I'm already at the apex at this point, so we're going to go off course and gather her back up and yeah. pit and fix it and get back out there. That's basically what we do. So Mario makes the first lap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He makes the first lap. That first lap, you're yeah. in the show. What yeah. are you thinking? So happy. Yeah. We're so happy. I had my mom standing there. She's staying with me the whole time that he was gone just to help me with the kids. And we were just like, oh, you know, hands are sweating and watching the TV and just like, okay, it's going to, this is going to, it's gonna, we're going to make it. This is going to be amazing. And then what happens? Mm. He hits the wall. And you just, just, and looking at the TV, I just knew, I just knew that, that, that was it. Like that was it. That was the end of the chapter need to figure out something else but it was rip your heart yeah how does your mom feel about his racing endeavors um because she's known him since he was a high school kid with a mullet yeah yeah, yeah. well he was a kid in the beginning <laughs> there and, it is there it is. And, Still is and now now he she thinks he walks on water oh really wait really wow you are quite the salesman I, it's the sure. sizzle time <laughs> <laughs> got it we're done we're done we're done show's over sizzle, oh, sizzle. Okay. all right yeah. so if uh if timeshares even still exist to the point where they need that kind of sales force <laughs> yeah that is how to make it in motorsports start there <laughs> start start Jesus as start as timeshare yeah, he was a kid i was uh, her, her mom was definitely didn't want us together yeah sent her to uh nepal for uh, like a month, month long trip to with like a shaman dude to get her off the tyler bandwagon that's how bad of an influence you were it, i was bad influence yeah i was then that was the wrong guy for her you know and then but we somehow we ended up together with all of that fast forward to pacific coast and our whole internet program the the webs uh, site and all the pictures and all mm -hmm. that stuff that was all i paid them a handsome fee to do that for us so they actually worked for us for a window of time so it's yeah you start writing a check and things get a lot better, you know, all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, All exactly. of a sudden you can afford stuff. Yeah, yeah you're, right. you're legitimate. Yeah. Oh, yeah you man. get a haircut. You don't live in the van man, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all those things. Yeah. yeah. You can actually support my daughter. Man, hey, you know what? Actually, you're not so bad. Yeah. 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 I got you. Okay. So the car hits the wall, comes to a stop. You said that, you know, this chapter was closed. At what point does the reality hit you of the house you're living in is leveraged and you guys are already outspent, you know, so to speak. Um, when does that reality hit you of, oh, what are we going to do next? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just remember the, the pain was so extreme that I, I don't know if it was about the house or about losing anything or maybe I thought that. Your concern was for him? No, maybe okay. I thought he could pull it off, like somehow pull it off. Like, well, okay, well, it's one, let's move on to the next race. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a blind faith. 
you guys lived in a van together. Right. <laughs> when you when you went to Alaska, did she come with you? No. Okay. No. You had a summer off. Wait, where, from your from your from high school to Alaskan fisherman to timeshare in in Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Where does where do you? She so I was we were, 19 and I moved in with him. Wow. What? Wow. Pretty much. In yeah. Seattle or? My in, kids don't know this. In Bend. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, oh, don't watch turn kids. They will, yeah. They're no, really it's fine. They do. Yeah. They know. Yeah. Now. Yeah. 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 Uh, she had moved down to, so, uh, uh, after high school, uh, we were stayed in contact and I had gone to rehab and she had gone, moved down with her dad. She was living in San Diego and she and her dad had a falling out. I had gotten out of rehab and was, uh, just started working at a place living in Portland and she was pissed at her dad and I had a spot to live in Portland. And so we got on the phone and she just came up and moved to Portland and, and literally has well, I wasn't going to move in. Yeah. She just never left. She showed up for a little bit, and then she just never left. Yeah. Those are the mullet. I'm telling yeah. you. And yeah. I did not live in a van. He lived in a van. <laughs> you were staying at your mom's. <laughs> Occasionally staying the night in the van. I would stay the night in the van with my dogs. So sweet. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. Semantics. <laughs> so... Indy happens. The, the writing's on the wall. This 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 deal is going away, um, and Tyler still decides he wants to continue to go through a few races. I have no idea how you're going to pay for it unless this little bit of tourism money comes in. Um, you're still on board with him through this part of the process. Of course. Well, but we yeah. were we were also taken. Can she to- speak? Sorry. Jesus, dude, this is her time. Yeah. They're allowed to vote. <laughs> well, what we gave them that. What more do they need? I knew he'd go with it. I knew he'd go with it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> got a driver's license and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at no point do you question the decision to keep going, even though you guys are beyond over leveraged at this point. Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> yeah. Might as well keep going. Yeah. There's a reason you two are together. Yeah. 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 This. When he says that he would, when he says he wouldn't change anything if he'd do it all over again, what does that make you feel? I wouldn't change a thing either. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't regret anything. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's been fun. It's been fun. And we only live once. And <laughs> There it is. You know? That's what I said. He deserves it. Yeah. You bust wow. your ass. I do. Wow. I know, huh? I'm amazing. I'm just, yeah. 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 What's uh, This is not normal, kids. Is Joanne Harvey? Is Joanna. Right? Yeah, yeah, Joanna. Um, I don't know that she shares the same opinion. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, uh, you guys have a little bit different take on this than the Harveys. Well, uh, I think they suffered more. And I think, I think, well, I think they suffered more than afterward as well. You know what I mean? So, uh, we all had our hopes pinned on, on Pacific coast making it. And we really thought it was going to, you know, after the FAMSA deal, we were convinced that we've got a deal here. We've we've got our program put together. And so when the bottom did finally fall out, um, it affected them more. Uh, and I guess it just losing their home, um, that financial loss was a bigger burden on them than it was on us. You know, uh, never did any of this for stuff to begin with right and somehow ended up getting a lot of stuff by doing it but that was never the intention and so i think when we lost the stuff it was never about the stuff it was about doing what we i don't know i just those things that were important to them just weren't as important to us so i think when they lost them it hurt them more than it hurt us you know you effectively kind of moved in with tyler at the age of 19 i'm guessing i'm guessing mom wasn't thrilled with this no so it's inevitable that any any guy that a 19-year-old girl with is is the loser boyfriend to anybody's daughter. Right. Yes. 
well into adulthood after this IndyCar thing going south, you move back to Bend, Oregon, so that he can work at a fuel cell company. <laughs> How does this go over back at home? No, this is for you. Well, yeah. it was, uh, you know, it was hard to move home and lick your wounds and go yeah. home with your tail between your leg, but um, we had a great year. <laughs> <laughs> That year was fun. Oh, man. You would not last in our car. I, I just wish I had the optimism <laughs> you two had. I'm like, telling you. Yeah. Well, so we got back to our hometown, right? Yeah. And so it was in the midst of 2008 when the bottom of everything was horrible, right? Yeah. So we move into this unbelievably beautiful new home for like 2500 bucks a month. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's true. never been lived in before. So we're living in, the, in a castle. It's uh -huh. a beautiful really? new home. With, with a bankruptcy? Yeah. Yeah. Because the dude who built the house was a was a local construction guy who had leveraged himself to build the home. Mm -hmm. Now the home's not selling. He's having to make payments oh, on I it. See. So all he wants is someone in there cover to the, yeah, make, cover just the make the payments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, something's better than nothing because yeah. I'm losing my ass. Yeah. So we end up moving into this beautiful, unbelievable new home that no one's ever lived <laughs> in before for nothing, right? Yeah. I'm making not great money, but I'm making You're enough making money, money to, to I'm making yeah. some money at, at the fuel cell place and it's our hometown. So yeah. we've been gone for 10 years. So we're back. So like every weekend is party at the Tadavix. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm talking about every weekend is party at the Tadavix yeah. and we got the friends coming over. Well, now and you're we're making up for lost time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're, they're driving go-karts out in the ice. Yeah. yeah. We got yeah, the snow. snow out and we're taking the, go yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a really fun nine or 10 months yeah. of living in Bend. And then I went to the PRI show and ran into Boris and he said, hey, dude, what are you doing selling fuel cells? And that's how I hooked up with Chris and Mike Davis and all that. And off we go. And then now you're part of True Speed. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you about storytelling. <laughs> We're selling that it was a traumatic experience. I yeah. know. It sounds yeah. like you I'm guys sorry. had a f***ing blast. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, like, I guess I need to over leverage myself <laughs> on everything from now on. I'd be like, whee! The, the lesson I'm learning is I should absolutely go into crushing debt to yes. achieve my dream, fail, uh, but as long as I have a wife that's cool with it, life is going to be okay. You know what? As simple as that may sound, that's in fact <laughs> yeah. the case, dude. But I don't want to take away from the fact that it, it, it still was dastardly, dude. We did lose everything financially, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we our, our relationship lived through that, but we we absolutely lost every single thing that we had. So yeah. it's it's it sucked. It was It was brutal. You know, it's a lot easier 13 years on sitting in my beautiful new building, you know, talking to you guys right now. And those, it's easy to say that it was fun. You know, if things were a little bit different, you know, maybe it wouldn't be quite as uh, a happy memory. But, you know, all's well that ends well, literally. And, and we're in a pretty good spot now. And I don't know that we'd, we would be where we are if it hadn't been for what transpired then. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think you guys are closer or stronger together since that? Sure. Uh, uh, Way to sell me! This is yeah. the worst episode we've ever made. Uh, uh, no, I know you're supposed to. You're so. You're so. Such. Such. such I conviction. mean, yeah, there will be. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, will yeah, be yeah, no yeah, tears yeah, on this yeah, episode. Yeah, I know. God damn it! I know. No regrets. Yeah. 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 Um, not even. You know what? Actually, we just just. It. Let's not even do the episode. Right? <laughs> it's not even worth it. Like, man, we built this. We did all this B-roll today yeah. to lead up to. Yeah. Lead up to. Let me tell you about Michael Harvey. Yeah. Jesus. Sorry, Joanna. Yeah. Poor Joanna Harvey. Yeah. The one person who cared. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it gutted her the most. I could tell. It yeah. gutted her the most. I've met. I've met you guys now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It gutted her the most. Yeah. If there's one thing to take away from yeah, this episode, yeah. it's Joanna Harvey. The, the sweetest lady I've met in a long time. So yeah. nice, yeah. man. Yeah. She yeah. really is. Yeah. She's the best part of Michael Harvey by a lot. Oh, no question. Similar. Similar. No question. Yeah. 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 Similar. This yeah. is understood. This yeah. is. 
So, all right. So, two thousand nine, you effectively you're back to your home life. You you work for a probably the most normal day job you've ever had for sure. Uh, focus is now on family life. You're coaching football teams and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, and then that 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 bug hits you. You meet Boris said at PRI the next year. We had dinner the night before. Yep. And uh, we did, and I was disheveled. Yeah. Yeah. We, there was a lot of liquor that night. That was, yeah, yeah, man. I was, man. It was my first time actually out doing something. I'd yeah. been home, and yeah, it was. Yeah, you've been at home partying with all your buddies. All my partying with my buddies. Yeah, yeah. my wounds. I have a miserable time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we some go karts in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. I'll pay yeah. back when I feel like it. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But that that unscrewing f- Honda. It's no big deal, man. Just living it up. But you, uh, you, you at PRI in 2009, which is December, yep. uh, you run into Boris Set, an old friend of yours from running the, the GT1 stuff. Yep. Um, and, and through a series of connections, you get back into the sport by yep. working with effectively the team that you've now taken over. Almost. Almost. Oh, wait, the start off, start yeah, out yeah. with the ACS Express, right. actually. So. With Erica Davis. Yeah. Erica Davis. The, uh, the, 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 the specifics, <laughs> the, just time-wise, the, the specifics aren't too important. But basically, you, through a series of connections, get back into the sport. You originally start working with a, a known sports car family. Eventually, you lead to – eventually, you get into the program that you're in now that you've taken over. Yep. But that bug bites you. you you've been through this once before. When he starts getting back into the sport, is it – Eyes forward, let's go. Or is there any reservation that you have of of do, leaving do the bad life? Do we own True Speed? No, she's talking no. about when I start. No, with... right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. Proceed. I have some PTSD. <laughs> you do. Yeah. I. It's uh. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke, not so funny at eleven. O'clock oh God, at night. no! I was like, wait, was like, does wait, she not know? Uh, what do I not this know? Is amazing. Yeah, what did we just do? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, good. I, Get this. I'm <laughs> just out of the title. I, was like, mm. I, 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 th- I think today I don't really want to know much. Like I just want to do my thing and be with kids, and I don't, I don't want to know anything. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to know the, the stress. You know, when he comes home and he's stressed out, I'm just like, oh God, I, I don't want to know. Like I'm sorry, but it's, it's, I can't, I can't go down that path You've again. Yeah, yeah. So I just want everything to be happy, happy, happy. And so if I can just stay in that happy spot, I'm, I'm good. So I want to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to be there. So he doesn't really share a lot with me. So today you eventually get hooked into an arrive and drive team. Right. Uh, that eventually you, you get yourself into a position where you take it over. Right. And you are back on the team owner train. Right. But again, we've talked about this with you already. Is this a relive trauma for you? No, that part's better. Huh? That part's better. You prefer it he's was, in charge? Y- yes. Yeah. Well, at least he's collecting a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and Alex Figgy is a part of this team with me. I yeah. mean, you know, he came in in the 11th hour when we were in, in, a, in, a, in a hugely bad spot. And as things go, you know, I mean, he, he helped make this thing go. So he is, a, you know, I wouldn't say he's a contributing member per se. He's not here all the time, but he is when he can be. And, and uh, he's, he's still a, a, a part of what we do here for sure. So, uh like I say, that whole relationship with the Figgy family and all of that was, was ended up being, I mean, dude, it's, it put me on the map. So thanks to those guys. So we came out and we wanted to cover this story with you and Michael and Mario and, and everybody else because fundamentally we believe that 34 cars for the month of May is a big part of the story. And when you see a car not make the 500, there's more to it than, than you know. What is the takeaway that you would want somebody to get from watching this episode? 
and I think the takeaway uh, for me uh, would be that, uh, you know, if if you've got something that's really important to you and you want to pursue it, then then you should pursue that recklessly, you know, and 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 regret what you did do versus what you didn't do, you know, that that really truly even the worst case scenario, uh, even even when it all goes as bad as you can imagine, is it going? It's still really not that bad. Exactly. I mean, that's our motto in our house, so I don't know anything different. If you could describe making the Indy 500 in one word, what would it be? Describe, describe not making it? Or make, if you can describe make, yeah. making the Indy 500? No. Man, uh, unknown. I don't know. I never got to make it. You know what? I, I, I never got to do it. Yeah. I do look at guys like, uh, you know, I watch what Mike Shank has done, and, and that's a really amazing thing to see. And congratulations to him, you know. Um, and do I, do I uh, am I jealous or do I wish I could have been there and done that? I mean, I'd be lying to say there isn't a part of me that would have done that. You know, no one likes to fail, but um, that failure led to where we are now. And where I am right now, honestly, if, if I could have written a place for a guy to do his, be put out to pasture and have a program and still get to be a racer, but not have to do the things that racing really requires, man, I mean, this is, I couldn't have penned something better than this. So ultimately, all's well that ends well, I guess. Can you describe missing the Indy 500 in one word? <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, man. That's literally, that was the term I used in my head when he hit the wall. I, my, two words, I'm fucked. As bad as that sounds, and I use that ear a lot, but that, that was it, man, you know? Uh, that was it. So, yeah. There's my word. How about for you, one word to not make the 500? I just, I have him on the phone saying I'm, we're fucked. So <laughs> I, I don't, I can't get that out of my head. That's a horrible thing to have yeah, yeah. bestowed on her. Yeah. yeah but yeah, that, I guess. I mean, that how does that call go? Does he say, Hey babe, or is it just you answer and then uh, we're f***ed? No, there was me cr- probably crying and I'm, you know, saying I'm sorry. And, and he says, uh, yeah, we're f***ed. Maybe we're done. It was rough go for sure. But yeah. I still wouldn't change any of it. I was still, you know, I mean, that whole experience was an amazing experience, you know. I mean, how many people get to do that, you know. It was it was an amazing deal. And it was a ride, right. I mean, from literally truck driver to IndyCar team owner in about 10 years' time. That's a pretty, pretty reasonable, good set of stories that goes along with that for sure. Yeah, from sitting in high school saying, I want to be a race car driver to owning your own IndyCar. I mean, it's a Cinderella story. Kind of. It was fun. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Where's Big Truck Wade now? A uh, VTW? Yeah. Probably you know, prison. He yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he welds trailers. Yeah. yeah. Has a small methamphetamine habit. No big deal. So we're obviously going to do an RIP. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In memory of me. Yeah. Exactly. Dedicate this. This episode's dedicated yeah. to BTW. So one, yeah. one last question, then we really have to cut it off and okay. do another thing. Um, we, we see a lot and sort of motorsport media now about either, you know, of all kinds of stories, kind of discounting the importance of bump day and qualifying for the 500. Mm-hmm. Everything from efforts to try and lock in the field for a full-time entrance to just people prioritizing just having enough cars and not really caring if there's a 34th plus car. Mm-hmm. Does that do a disservice to a story like yours? 
I think it does to some extent. You know, the Jigger Award, we talked about that, and I went and educated myself a little bit further on the uh, the significance of that. And it was interesting, one of the things that I noted was that there were several years, not several, a few years where there was no Jigger Award given because there were only 33 cars, right? And so, um, yeah, I think that the uh, uh, it lends to the esteem and to the prestige of the event when it's so exclusive that someone doesn't get to make it you bet that's a big deal you know i think it's i think it's a big deal for the indy 500 and for the stories that go along with it and it's a big deal for those teams too for sure so knowing what you know and the trouble you went through you wouldn't change the 33 um you know what? I, I wouldn't because here's the thing is that I'm still a competitor and a racer and ultimately we didn't get the job done. Ultimately, we just didn't meet the mark that we had to meet. And as, as, as shitty a pill as that is to swallow, man, how many races, Ryan, have you not made the mark and had to swallow a shitty pill? Or you know what I mean? It's just more than I've uh, won. Correct. <laughs> by, by, uh, by a tenfold factor, right? Like yeah. that's part of the, the nature of this business is learning how to suffer, right? And yeah, so absolutely. that's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't change it. No way. Quick for it, peeling off like the whip orange. Seen the effort, this piss poor. I got too much, I gotta tend to. Car payments and the rent due. Told y'all that I'm six foot, but with the money stabbing, I'm ten to. Too much that I've been through, so I put it all in that rear view. Clean money in a black whip. Got old problems with the friends new. Yeah, I'm in the big leagues. Told don't miss me. Ballin' like Houston, ayy, feeling like Whitney. Yeah, I need a bag, bruh. Send it through quickly. I'm making his dog, like I'm in the big leagues. Yeah, told him I'ma hit it out of stands I deserve another hundred bands I deserve another hundred fans Told him this was always in the plans I just did it cause they said I can't Blowing euros when I'm down in France Labels asking how I build a brand Told him put a check up in my hands Who I got time, no cap Made a few checks, but they all in the raps Had a few friends, but they suck in the past I don't even trip when I'm thinking about that Hopped in the whip and we all in black Shawty wanna ride to the hop in the back Zero to 100, seen a rap on the dash They ain't catching up, dog, I'm moving too fast yeah. I'm in the big leagues Told him don't miss me Ballin' like Houston, ayy, feelin' like Whitney I need a bag, bruh, send it through quickly I'm making his dog, like I'm in a big league Alright, what's, uh, what's the story Tyler wouldn't want on, on TV? Fun one One of the funny ones, when we were leaving Homestead uh, We had had a night race with the Grand Am car yeah. And we were leaving Homestead And, um you know, let's face it, at sooner or later, we're all in trouble with our wives because we're gone all the time. Yep. We're, you know, and and both of our wives at the time were home with little kids. Yeah, we have babies. Little babies, and and and, and they're, they're trying to deal with everything that they're trying to deal with, and they don't have our helps, right? So, so as we were driving, I think we were just going to a hotel or something, we were, we were driving from the Homestead Airport, and we were going to like Fort Lauderdale to fly out or something like that. And 
Stephanie called and left a message on his phone that was just going up one side and down the other. I mean, Stephanie being your wife. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was. Wow. It was just you know just. Call. <laughs> you're out having drinks with your friends, having a nice dinner, having. <laughs> you, I'm Tyler. At home. You, I've got crying kids at home. I've got diapers i've got a messy house and i have to take care of it all and you don't have to do and she's just completely venting and and he's got it on speakerphone and he's just in tears laughing because he knows it's entirely true right yeah there's not a damn thing he can do about it and everything that she's saying is just completely valid right and, and so she, I got on speaker so we can all and, and, and we're all, all like, like this is all of our lives pretty much <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie just put it into words <laughs>